Hey everyone, welcome to the X Play Box Station, episode 49. I'm your host, Jordan. And with me, I have my co-host. He's the man of the pool party. If you go out of your way to visit him, you'll leave with a bloody nose. The creator of the Daner scale. Dane the Rain Hell. Did did you just fuck up my last name? No, I just hell, hell, I, 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 would, I would just stop at hell. Um, I have so many questions. Like every time you introduce me, I'm like, what is the context of all of these things? Which one? You just came from a pool party. Someone came Who? out of their way to visit you and they left with a bloody nose. Oh, I didn't and do you, that. And you created the Daner scale. What's the Daner scale? On the old Daner scale, if I want to replay it, it's a 9 or 10. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, I did not give him a bloody nose. My cat is Vengeance Incarnate. So um, all my references, I feel like they're that was good. Yeah, on yeah, point. I got oh. you. Okay. Okay. Good. And um, PP, he is um, no longer with us. He um, currently is taking the day off because he has a sabbatical. Um, he forgot. You know that we do this podcast every Tuesday. Yeah, I'm not sure he's getting our group text messages either. I haven't bothered asking him but he, he messages have... me like he has no clue yeah i don't think he listens to this either so whatever <laughs> <laughs> we can say whatever we want you'll never know anyways um this is a video game podcast that we talk over video game news mostly nintendo sony and microsoft video game news with a little bit of pc sprinkled in there um to start off our podcast we have no emails this week from our listeners. So if you guys do want to email us, feel free to email us at xplayboxstationcast at gmail.com. It will be in the description and in the videos. Anyways, um, Daner, what yeah. have you been playing? I, let's let the people know. Um, I finished my replay of the Fable series. And how do you feel? I think three is still my favorite one. It really was, it was the two was always my favorite two was always my favorite in the past but i don't know i i, I just Three's like, like almost hated so, so that's impressive i'm not i'm still not a fan of the aesthetic way that you upgrade your character i think it's called like the road to rule or something like that I, it's kind of still dumb um and they gave you just one like experience pool instead of like you know, skill, will, melee, um, which kind of streamline it just for the sake of being streamlined, which again, I don't like, but all the other aspects about the world, like the character interaction, the owning of homes and stuff, it was just, it was the best version of it. Um, oh. Also, I didn't spend enough time on it, so almost everyone died. Not everyone, so I won, but almost everybody died. So you let everyone die. That sounds about up your alley. Well, like the way the way I would beat it before was I would always just like kind of spam the game and let it run to build up like my rent number to yeah. throw that in my treasury to win the war or whatever. But I don't fucking care this time. So most people just do the calendar tricks where they just go offline and change the calendar. Yeah, well, I fucking forgot again because like you know in the last year of the game, the game kind of like goes in increments of a couple months, but it goes from 121 days to it's the day. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, four months just went by and you guys gave me no heads up. Well, I guess six million people are going to die. Cool. That's on you guys, not me. 
<laughs> couldn't have sent out one letter like a warning um I, I guess as uh, far as gaming goes for me i am about to be ori will of the wisp i think i'm on the last section of the game and just picking up a few collectibles before i do that and i got into the overwatch um two beta last week so i've been playing that, that here and there there what are, are your thoughts what are your thoughts issues on the series x and series s apparently I had to make sure it wasn't me and I went on the Reddit and sure enough, there's like 30 other people complaining about this. So like 50% of the time, if you're playing Xbox Series X or X, as you're loading a game, it will just hard shut off your console. So you give me shit all the time for learning things on Reddit or citing Reddit as a source. Well, I, I was are. looking for I was looking for any anyone. I mean, the, the thing just launched and last guess week. Guess who was there to help? Fucking Reddit. Well, no one had an article on it. Bun, not Bungie. Um, Blizzard hadn't posted anything yet on their um, Twitter. So the first thing I went to was their Twitter and their um, social media. And then I clicked on the comments there to see if anyone was commenting this. No one was. So I did a Google search, and Reddit was the only one that was talking about it. I didn't go to Reddit. Because they're always talking about everything. But... I found that out. I mean, I got maybe like six, seven games in, but I was like, I was kind of waiting for a new update to go through so I could uh, actually not have to worry about a hard reset uh, my Xbox because it won't let my controller turn my Xbox back on when it happens. So I have to get up and like press the button. And I'm like, oh, it's too much work for me. Uh, the rumble feature in my shock blue Xbox series controller has gone out which has made fishing in Stardew Valley very problematic because now I have to watch the screen for a little exclamation point. Oh, that's terrible. Or I could just switch controllers. That's terrible. You, I didn't even know, like, did you accidentally go into the features and turn off Rumble? Because you can do that in the controller setups. You know, I, I do drink occasionally, but I don't think that's something that Drunk Dane has done. He's a he's a he's a rascal. Maybe Sometimes some vindictive asshole came over to your house and turned off all the rumble features. <laughs> it's possible. No, Matt did install uh, his Peacock on my Xbox so I could watch the uh, Superfan episodes of The Office. So that was pretty nice of him. The Superfan episodes. What the fuck are those? Yeah, there's like all the extra stuff that almost made the cut, but they had to like edit for time. So like the episodes are like forty minutes long now. Well. That kind of brings me to our first topic. Um, speaking of super fans, there was a Nintendo super fan that bought $40,000 worth of um, Nintendo stock this week. I guess it wasn't this week, but he had bought some. and For a good reason. Basically bought it so he could maybe get in on some of the um, calls with Nintendo's um, leadership and ask them, where the fuck is my F-Zero game, and when are you getting that bitch out to me? Is essentially what he wanted. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. So <laughs> after they told him that game wasn't in development, is he going to sell his stock? Um, so he's not guaranteed on the quarterly um, finance calls. He kind of got lucky getting into this one and also got lucky asking a question. He actually needs to buy $40,000 more of stock to guarantee his place and being able to ask questions. So they kind of well, just got okay, lucky. How much right stock does right he need to buy before he can start making fucking calls and like making decisions? Like you guys 000. are making this game. But no, no, before he can start like having influence on what the company does. I, I mean, 
if you get 80,000, you get a voice in the company. Apparently that's what it costs to actually have a seat at the table at the quarterly calls and have a voice as an investor. They're like, Hey, I want something. Will like, it this happen? Is, this you is the kind probably... of thing that's like so dumb that I could see the internet, like crowdfunding money for him to keep buying more shares for him to maybe get, the, cause the internet is just the dumbest place. The ever. internet just needs to make a crowdfund like LLC that buys yeah. like enough stock that they can force companies to buy what they want to buy. Yeah. I, we should probably send this out in a text or something to some people. This is a good idea. You really want to start changing the way things are done? Let's start crowdfunding, but, buying stocks, stocks, becoming shareholders and just crashing all these companies. Don't I mean, it. was a, we, when corporate America became we the people and corporate America became one and they got the voting rights, they citizens united citizens united. Um, when that happened, then you basically started uh, corporations started controlling the U S government quite a bit. So, I mean, people could crowdfund to try to take over the corporations and then run the country. It's the only way you can take it back. Yeah. We should write this down. The only problem is <laughs> what is it? Is it still like 1% of like the population still owns like, 90% of the wealth or something. So even if you crowdfund, you only have 10% I mean, cut. Sure. But you got to start somewhere. Okay. If they have, even if we take 5% back, that's enough to freak them out and then make so F zero. If, if so, what do you think we should crowdfund and invest in when Nintendo's the company we need to like stray and help control? Or is there another company we do should you, try to take control? Well, I mean, obviously we should, be rational about it and pick a company that has a small enough number of shares that our, our purchasing price isn't going to be as high. I, I feel like Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony is going to be a pretty high buy-in. Um, we could start small. You know, I think Jewel needs some help right now. <laughs> we can probably start with the Jewel, like vape company. <laughs> like, hey, let's figure out what we got to change to get legal again. Let's get back in this goddamn market and get these kids smoking again. Um, I also think um, post-it notes, uh, M3, maybe we can get in there. I feel like everyone's forgot about M3. Post-it notes? What do you, is this Romy and Michelle's high school reunion? Where are people going to take cut. their notes if we take those away from them? So basically Nintendo leadership. back to writing on their hand. Um, yeah, they told them no, which yeah, is they, a bummer. They, well, they basically told them they have so many fans, they can't possibly make everything to make everyone happy. No, but that, like, okay, sure, you can say fan service isn't what their point of their company is, but it kind of fucking is. It kind of so, fucking is. I thought this would give us an opportunity to go. We're both Switch owners. I, I feel like you play your Switch more than me. Um, I play mine when I fly, and that's about it. I was actually, I was asked to take my Switch to the pool party today, just in case. Turns out nobody wanted to play Switch inside. We all wanted to swim in the pool. Who knew? I still brought it just in case. Well, that means you guys need to have a night pool party and get a projector like they showed in the oh, Switch shit. launch videos. We'd be the first persons to ever do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I thought this could give us an opportunity to go through like the Nintendo um, game catalog and like not game catalog, but give us an opportunity to go through what Nintendo is actually developing. And do we actually give a shit what Nintendo is doing anymore? I feel like even if we did or didn't give a shit it's not gonna change nintendo is just like the weird kid who already knows what he's gonna do and like you can't change it 
<laughs> but you, I mean, Nintendo does change. I mean, look at the Wii U. That didn't go super well, and they, they changed directions. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I will give them this. They, they take big swings, and they go all in on them. You know, they are still pushing a, a lot of changes to the industry. They're Luckily, they're the ones keeping mobile gaming alive that isn't just bullshit cell phone games. So how about we try this? I'm going to name through these games and let's let's how about you name the three that excites you the most and we'll touch on those, okay? Okay. So you the games that are in no no, I'm just gonna go through them. I'm okay. Gonna, I don't have so a list in my head right now. The games in development by Nintendo right now is Xenoblades Chronicle three, Splatoon three, Rabbits plus Rabbids, Spark of Hope, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Bayonetta three. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, Advance Wars 1 and 2, Reboot Camp, Detective Pikachu 2, Metro Prime 4, Pikmin 4. Those are the known games currently in development. So I'll probably play one of those games, Pokemon. So if I had to, I mean, let's be honest, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be another large game. Pokemon. Oh, it's going to be massive. Scarlet and Violet are is their number one game for this year. The one I'm most curious to see what they end up doing because they haven't released one and since the GameCube is honestly Metro Prime 4. They haven't released a Metroid Prime game or because they've released Metroid games, they, right? Yeah, they've had Metroid games. They haven't had a Metroid not Prime. A Prime. So Metroid Prime was a series that launched for the GameCube and it took Metroid and turn it into a first person so all the first person metroid games are called metroid prime heard 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 okay yeah i mean i haven't played a metroid game since like super nintendo days that's the everyone's favorite good well there you go um but this was probably on the list of my highest on the list of games i might try out if you know like word of mouth gets to me um breath of the wild is just it comes down to the the inventory and the way they manage the weapons and if they keep the same system as the first game then i'm, I'm not going to want to play it I, I don't want an inventory management game and to just be constantly breaking all my weapons it's just it's not for me i ain't got time what, for that shit what blows me away is that they're basically taking this game and adding a new depth to it and it's taking them so long to develop i, I kind of figured if you're kind of working the same game engine it'd make the game a lot quicker especially since they don't have voice acting or um mocap i'm blown away this game's taking so long to develop there has to be a little bit more to the story i mean hopefully they're just going for broke and really trying to break the mold with it but i i with everything going on pandemic wise and just how hard development cycles have been lately, there's probably something else going on behind the scenes other so, than them just swinging for the fences. If I had to like, just guess based on Nintendo's release of hardware, they always seem to have released some new hardware that only like a few titles work on. I remember they released the new 3ds. They released the 3ds that only certain titles worked on. Then they released the new 3ds that had a better processor and a few other things that only a few titles worked on. I could, and they, Nintendo 64, they released the expansion pack you needed for a few games to work on. I'm really wondering if the upgraded um, Switch was had parts that, like, the Breath of the Wild 2 needed to basically function. Um, 
because the Breath of the Wild too, like it maybe they try to overshoot boundaries and they needed the new Switch hardware to actually make that game function. And now they're trying to bring it back into the scope since they decided not to launch the new Switch model. Potentially. Yeah, I could see that being an issue. Because um, they were planning on releasing the new Switch within the next year, right? Like 2023 holiday? Well, they were Ish. talking about releasing it, I think, in... 2020 or 2021 and they released the oled switch instead instead of the new hardware improvements it was just a screen improvement with a better battery life yeah it wasn't that massive of an upgrade everyone was expecting something that they could dock and play 4k gaming because there was a lot of devs that started requiring an sdk of higher texture res um switch games was almost a requirement yeah. from everyone and like then eventually, eventually nintendo away. is, is going to have to step their shit up when it terms like of technical requirements for third-party developers are just otherwise they're not going to want to develop for their console because like every developer wants to kind of push the tech forward and showcase what they're able to do and how they're able to break the mold and make these new amazing check technical achievements and if nintendo doesn't release a fucking console that allows them to take those kind of swings then third-party developers are not going to want to make nintendo games like eventually their tech is going to need to catch up not necessarily catch up but like they have a big gap to fill. No, like their tech is running very similar, I think, on par with like the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, like power wise. So it's going to be really interesting how they are able to keep that going. I mean, they can still make games that look beautiful in a certain aspect, but like kind of what we expect of the open world, there's going to be limitations of what they can present and what we're anticipating at these days anymore. Yeah, I mean, do you remember how upset everyone was when they showed off, like, the Pokemon Sword and Shield open world? They are like, what the fuck? This doesn't look good at all. And I believe they were pretty disappointed with... Oh, fuck, was it the new Sonic game they showed off? No, not that, whatever. But, like, there hasn't been a game that's blown anyone away that the Switch has come out with. Like, they're, they're totally relying on innovation and like new gameplay experiences when sometimes just making a game look fucking pretty is enough to get us excited and, and sell and, some copies. And, and I guess it's not just indie, like it's kind of like nothing against indie developers, but it's like kind of hitting that like indie developers are like, this is a go-to platform for them because they're not really pushing the boundaries, a lot of them. And any third party, like AAA developers, like they have to produce like a special skew are a special version of the game just that like release it on the switch anymore it's not really keeping up i'm i feel like if we didn't have the supply constraint issues nintendo would have launched a new switch and i think that would have had breath of the wild out this year minimum i mean so whenever there's like a multi-platform title it's almost always released last on the switch correct like that seems to be the case so i mean not always the case like i'm just talking like innovative like hardware revisions like if you look at like nintendo 64 with expansion pack you needed that for majora's mask you needed that for donkey kong country perfect dark uh, not donkey kong 64 you needed it for the majority of perfect dark anything multiplayer perfect dark you needed it for yeah when a console has an eight to ten year shelf life like the tech and the innovation moves up so fast for game developers anymore like you almost have to have a mid-generation upgrade anymore to remain competitive. Well, and I, mean, I don't. It doesn't seem like they're giving a shit about that this generation. Well, I mean, and they are still the best-selling console, so like, 
Do they really have to? Well, and they didn't push like a technology heavy like machine. They they pushed something that was very cost effective mm -hmm. back in 2017. And that's been going well for the last five years. But like, honestly, a mid gen refresh of something that was a little bit more powerful, I think would really help carry some of this stuff forward. Yeah. I'm always afraid to hook my switch up to my television anymore because like, I don't want it. Doesn't look sad. good. Doesn't look good. I don't want to be sad. Anyways, talk about games that might make the old Daner sad. Halo um, Infinite is launching a co-op beta this summer that will last 11 days. You can play with three other friends and yourself online, and you can only be within a thousand feet of each other. The beta I, I, I believe run. they did say in the article that for certain levels, I, I believe the range would be increased. So the game, the beta lasts is from July 11th to July 22nd. And you have to go in, sign up, and apply to even get on this beta program. None of your progress carries forward either. And you just get to test it out for 11 days. Yeah, I don't really feel like being a bug tester. I'll wait. So does this excite you at all that like they are bringing co-op and it does yeah. look like there is something that's going to launch this fall because they are trying to get online co-op launching this fall and early next year split screen launching. Okay, yes, I am excited. But also, this has got to be a fucking part of the launch. Like, <laughs> seriously, how, how is this not a part of the launch? I mean... Network co-op, couch co-op, that, that was a main selling point they, they made years ago. They were like, going forward, all Halo titles are going to have couch co-op. We were like, yay, that's why we like Halo. We like seeing our friends in real life. And they were like, whoa, oh, whoa, whoa. I don't like seeing my friends. Two years. Keep them at a distance. But we do live on the different sides of the country, so like we're doing our best. Also, we never see Pierce. So I... I don't know. They, they did say they're going to launch specific um, achievements for co-op. They're going to launch other things to make co-op like more, more reasons to go back and redo it than just co-ops there. Speaking of co-op games, Skyrim on Skyrim co-op mod gets a full release this week. Eight fucking players. Eight players. And you can... Eight um, players. Yeah, so they're planning to release this the mod it's a kind of a remaster of the mod they've already released but it's like a full in-depth one that you're supposed to be able to more or less everything the game syncs up quest content chess audio subtitles dialogue it syncs between every player you can even enable pvp does this excite you more than halo um co-op No, I, I think the co-op experience is more integral to enjoying Halo at its fullest than it is for Skyrim. Also, do think about how much like the frame rates drop in Skyrim when you're like hitting a room full of bandits with a shout. Now multiply that by eight. I mean, I imagine that frame rate thing doesn't happen anymore, especially if you're playing like on the Series X or you're playing on a, like an up-to-date PC. I mean, when it launched on the 360, yeah, maybe it did. All right, well, my dusty-ass Series X still gets some frame rate issues. 
you play Skyrim and you still have frame rate, I just imagine they I, fix that I, shit. I honestly don't recall that specifically happening, no. But Fallout 4 did crash my Xbox when the nuke went off in front of my face. Um, so I guess with that, I was expecting to say, oh, yeah, that excites me more. And I was like, but the game didn't no. launch with co-op. But the game didn't launch with co-op. <laughs> no. I'm excited for it. I think it's really neat. Um, but I, I still prefer that to be a single-player experience. And I definitely think that Halo needs co-op. It's neat so, that Skyrim has co-op. At this Skyrim co-op, um, I know you mostly play on console. If this co-op comes to the mods you can download onto your Xbox, do you think you could see yourself trying to go through the game with someone? The whole game? Fuck no. I mean, the day, campaign. A, can't you knock that out a, in like four, five hours? I mean, sure, but I still don't want to. Like... I don't know. Man. Games like that, I, I really want to just get stoned and play at my own pace. Like It I, would I really be kind of fun to see, like, hey, I know I need to go here next. You go here next because our quests are going to sync up. So I'm going to do this. You go to the next place so it hits there and try to tag team through the um, campaign to see how quickly you could actually legitimately do it. Yeah, that, that'd be fun. I could, yeah, doing come up with little challenges and like games like that would keep me interested for sure. Um, but I don't know, multiplayer games for me, I prefer to be like match making, like deathmatch, objective based style game. I don't know. Single player stuff, I, I've never enjoyed having someone else pierce specifically running around with me because <laughs> it just doesn't do things at my pace. Yeah, I, I do get that. That's one of the things that I like going through some of those games by myself first and then going back and playing them through multiplayer because otherwise I feel like everyone else is trying to rush through it. And I'm just trying to see if there's any hidden shit in this corner. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, if, maybe if I was completely sated with my Skyrim playthrough and I just wanted to fuck around, I could, I could get enjoyment on playing multiplayer. But, like, yeah, the objective would have to be entirely changed for why I was playing. I wasn't trying to play to beat the game. I'm just playing to, like, fuck with the physics or just see how we could mess with the game. I think that could keep me interested. That's good. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of mods for Bethesda games, and they have such a good um, little community going. Fallout London is a mod trailer that was really revealed um, recently, and they're setting for a release in 2023 with a full-on mod built on Fallout 4, but to be a standalone game, essentially. And I've watched the trailer, and I will say, London does not seem like it was hit very hard with nukes when I seen the trailer. No, it just, like, just kept doubling down on Brexit. That's what fucked it up. Um, no, it's, it's a really cool project. Um, and it, it's nice to see, because you know, a lot of these, like, you know, like the Morrowind Skyrim expansion, like a lot of these things will never actually see the light of day that a lot of these modders work on. So it's really cool to see that this is actually going to get, most likely, a release, and a lot of people are going to get to experience it. I really so good hope for that them. these modders like they have some kind of like ability to be able to people to be able to pay them or donate to them because this is getting a lot of traction on even like GameStop, IGN, a bunch of Kotaku, a bunch of outlets are actually talking about this. And I can imagine this being something a lot of people go back to and check out. Mm -hmm. Well, people are clamoring for a fucking Fallout single player experience, man. It's <laughs> going to be like 10 years in between Fallout 4 and 5, if not more. But doesn't doesn't like that doesn't separation help the heart grow fonder that's what poets say man i don't know 
But so yeah, people but... are going to be super fond of Fallout when it comes back and rolls around again. Well, we were thought about Cyberpunk too, didn't we? What I mean, it hasn't left. I mean, it wasn't. It never was here. I, I, I guess, I guess back, the hype, right? the hype train. Like you can just have a hype train build up like exponentially over time, and it doesn't mean that just because a game took longer to come out, you're going to like it more. Well, I guess I wasn't really going for it coming out. I meant taking a long time to come out. I'm like something that we loved was here for a while, took off on us, came back ten years later. I feel like that will really, really pulls up the heartstrings and make you fond again. Yeah, that's like what we thought about the Star Wars movies and how that go. Like, I think the next Elder Scrolls comes out, I think everyone's going to be fucking jacked out of their minds when that launches. Yeah, especially if Starfield <laughs> so, knocks it out of the park. People are going to Fall- lose their shit. Fallout London is getting so much traction, though, that Bethesda is literally hiring people that are working on the project currently today, and they're having the dropout of working on this. Yeah, they hired so, their past two project leads, right? Yeah, so they're basically cannibalizing this game that's bringing so much traction to fallout by bringing people into the bethesda pulled and working full-time it's kind of funny i would almost let them I finish mean, and then sign a contract that like hey when you finish this you this is your start date but we want to respect your that you're going to work on this and finish it ah, fuck it give them a real job let them get paid for their work I don't know. I just feel like you've put so much time into this. I mean, I imagine a lot of these people have put like like a few years into this project already. Yeah, a lot of unpaid overtime or, you know, unpaid regular time. I just feel like no one should get paid. They should just work because they love it, right? Yeah. That's why you go into work because you love it. So I love having a house. Speaking, I mean, you, you you brought it up a little bit. Cyberpunk, there's been some really interesting things coming out on Cyberpunk. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 launched, and it had a bunch of like issues with the campaign, how it ran on consoles, a bunch of other things. And apparently, um, CG Product Red uh, farmed out, uh, contracted out the QA testing to a company called Quantic Labs. And Quantic Labs had set standards for their testers that they needed to provide 10 issues a day to stay on pace with their testing. And CG Project Red was also told that they were going to have seasoned testers that had been there for a couple of years. And they got a bunch of junior testers that had been there for like some of them less than a year, like a few months. And it looks like they were just throwing out like minor visual bugs just yeah. trying to meet their daily quota instead of actually focusing on like the big picture game breaking shit. Um, yeah, it seems like Quantic Labs really misled the company that contracted them out with how they were approaching this contract. And they did everything they could to make it last long as possible. And then when it came crunch time, they hired, they doubled from 30 to 60 of the staff. And those were legit newbies with less than a month of training in some cases. So, None of the real big issues were actually getting tested and reported because they were just trying to find minor things that hit their daily quota. And it's really interesting because the CEO even came out and commented on this whistleblower and he'd never even denied any of the responses. He just tried to tell people they don't understand how complicated game testing is. (laughs) It's like his main defense was. (laughs) You're too stupid to question me. Fair. I guess none of us really know, but it seems like there's a lot more below the surface than just 
um, CG Project Red dropped the ball. Yeah. Because CG Project Red launched the PC version, which functioned, and I think day to day that's what they played, and they um, hired Quantic Lab to really test their other builds. Still not going to make anybody like rush out and buy the game to like, oh, we forgive you, CD Projekt Red, but it's it's well, nice to know it isn't entirely on them. Well, it, it seems like they've kind of rebounded and took all that in-house and they've done all their own testing and they've re-released it multiple times at this point and it seems to function and it seems like it's sold well even since and before. So it doesn't seem like it's a terrible thing and like, let's be honest, they have enough money that they're working on the next witcher franchise whatever that entails mm -hmm. um speaking of testing and poor uh, falling on your face while releasing titles rockstar reportedly had shelved red dead redemption and gta 4 remastered and they're kind of like selling this as it got shelved so they could focus on gta 6 no they made it seem like it was our fault for not buying enough of their shitty remasters they put no fucking effort into well a reliable source says it was so they could uh, focus on GTA 6, but it's also probably because of the poor reception of the re trilogy of GTA that they released, of GTA um, 3, Vice City, and what was the last one called? San Andreas. San Andreas. So, like, so what, they're like, oh, you guys aren't impressed that we did subpar work on these games? Well, you know how we're going to punish you? We're not going to rush out any other subpar remasters. That'll learn you. We're like, good. We fucking don't want you to do that. I love it that they're like, we did shitty work. You didn't buy our thing. So we're not doing these. But like, instead of saying we did shitty work, how about we just tell them, well, we're going to focus on the new game for you instead. Yeah, it'd be a better PR move. Well, I mean, but I we, think that's what their PR we, move is. But we know exactly what they're saying. Like, they didn't do a good enough job with the they, messaging. They Yeah, they suck dick at releasing gta 3 vice city and um and san andreas and they didn't make enough money to like say oh let's do four and red dead so do you think we're better off without these remasters or would you actually like to see a remaster of gta 4 and red dead redemption because none of those well, games have really got any attention of bringing any of that stuff forward well no i would like to see remasters of those games i don't want to see re-rushed out copies of them like dude, the the vice or the gta trilogy would look like shit there was nothing updated about those like the textures i swear to god were worse so i played san andreas because it was uh free with game pass but i'm not gonna fucking spend money on the other two so what from what i understand most of those were ports of the mobile versions of the game jesus that's worse and the rain, I, I just remember seeing the videos of the raining when it happened in San Andreas. You literally had to stop and playing the game because you couldn't see to move around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they like didn't update any of the mechanics for driving, shooting, locking on. Like it was still rough. It was just a rough, rough experience. And I'm San Andreas wasn't such a goddamn amazing, beautiful game. I would not have beat the whole thing again. I, I remember seeing the, some of the faces that they redid, and they were so yeah. fucking bad. And even like showing them next to the originals was like, dude, did, somehow the original looks better. What the hell's <laughs> going on here? Well, you know, it's really hard to like remaster a game and make it look better after like 15 years. Yeah, so don't try it. Either remake the game from scratch or don't do it. 
No, no, it's just the technology isn't there to make it look better. It doesn't I know exist. you're. I know you're being sarcastic, but if it was, if you're being real, then don't fucking remaster the game. Just work on new IPs or remake a game from the ground up. Like, don't just rush shit out. We, we're tired of subpar work. And by so, we, so, I mean me and you. Everyone else seems to keep spending all their money on dumb shit. Yeah, I try, to, I try to warn people not to like buy that. Like, hey, wait, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I'm like, no, 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 I'm gonna buy it. No, because it'll make the twelve-year-old kid inside me really happy. So, um, speaking of development hell, and I know when this was launched, one of my friends is so into ship combat, but he mostly does like World of Ships and plays World War II like fighting ships. Um, but like 2017, Ubisoft announced a game that was going to basically take some of the best aspects of Assassin's Creed for Black Flag and release it into just a pirate game called Skull and Bones, where you mainly were just working on a ship and attacking other people's ship. It seemed like a pirate ship fighter game, from what I remember. This game's been in development hell for the last five years, and the last time we got an update was in 2020, that there's a new vision for the game that they were reworking a bunch of directions, and they would show it when they're ready to show it. Recently, Skull and Bones is getting a rating from in Korea, which usually suggests that it's on its way to being released. Drug use? Check. <laughs> Alcohol use? Check. Violence? check Uh Was there swearing as well? I, I No, it's pirates weren't known for swearing. There was... Oh, um, okay. All right. But there was a lot of um, sodomy in the labeling, so it got a mature rating. Uh, by a lot of sodomy, do you mean it says the words lots of sodomy or sodomy listed two different times? Um, it said sodomy by objects, sodomy by yep. non-objects, and sodomy by other interested parties. Can you describe to me what a non-object is? A non-object would be yeah. probably a person. So but wasn't that covered in the third category? The third category, I think, covered animals. Interested parties? Oh, okay. <laughs> Touche. Is it, is it still bestiality if the animal's fucking you? And you're just like, whoa, no, this no, goat came only, on to only, me. Only if you're doing the animal, right? I don't know. If the goat comes on to you, that's okay. That's nature. Well, no, like, if, if, I'm, asleep, goat, if I'm asleep and I wake up and a goat is humping me, like, am I going to hell? No, no, because dogs hump people all the time and no one goes to jail for it. It's true. And, like, most parents are like, let him finish. It's like, no. Oh, my God. It's like we're wearing shorts. I'm not going to let him finish. It's like um, our, our old landlord, John, where his dog would just humped everyone that came near it. Dude, that, oh, that fucking dog. The dog that would walk backwards into the room. Yeah weird dog weird dog he yeah he humped the air mostly if he couldn't get a hold of your leg he was almost gonna fuck air near your leg bitch i'll show you <laughs> but did you get charged for bestiality with that no no it's okay if the animal the animal humps you it's a, it's acceptable i mean most people aren't like turning themselves in I, the cops might charge you if you're like listen i let my dog hump my leg for like three straight hours and i didn't kick him off he's like right, we're gonna we're going to book you overnight. We're just going to make you spend the night in jail. That's weird. It's like, it's like Joe Dirt. Just let him finish. Just let him finish. 
he'll stop humming when he's done. Um, yeah. so ethical question. Oh, completely off topic. You're at, you have a dog. You take your dog to the dog park. Ethically, okay. is it your responsibility to stop your dog from humping the other dogs at the dog park? Yes. Why? Because I own that dog. No, no, but they're just doing what dogs do. Okay. Honestly, it's depending on whether my dog is fixed or not. If my dog is fixed, I don't give a shit. If I see the other dog's owner is freaking out about her dog getting dry humped or their dog getting dry humped, then like, I guess I'll intervene. Well, we don't know it's dry. We just know he's not going to finish. Touche. <laughs> I mean, guys who have vasectomies, they still, like, semen comes out, just no sperm. So I don't know if, if you fix a dog the same way, if it's just shooting blanks or it's just shooting dust. I don't I'm not going to get down there and look. We need a vet. If there are any vets listening, we need to know, um, why do they remove the testicle for the dogs instead of just doing a vasectomy? One. <laughs> Too. If that's how they remove dog testicles, why aren't they removing human testicles? Explain the difference. I mean, here. you could do it yourself. You just keep tying a rubber band around it. And like eventually they'll fall off. Oh my God. That's how they do it for bulls. I'm, I'm, I'm going to move on from this. So, um, Bovanges. Yeah. The, the joke, joke that you hate, but you keep bringing up. I love you. So, um, games that, Companies trick us into buying. I want to talk about this a little bit more. Um, today, 2K announced, 2K Games announced, NBA 2K23 is putting Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> They're putting Michael uh, Jackson on the cover uh, of I would NBA buy that. 2K. Yes, yes, I would buy that. Um, uh, they're putting Michael Jordan on the cover while bringing back the iconic Jordan challenges. They haven't really announced anything else other than showing the Michael Jordan edition cover. Because they think and, that's all they need. And they're thinking, oh, there's a 23 on the cover. We need to put Michael Jordan on it. You know who else has number 23? A Dream lot of great. other fucking players. A lot of other players. He's the Kevin greatest Green. 23 of all time. LeBron James <laughs> is up there. But Draymond has as many rings as LeBron. So, well, I, so I've read a little bit about this whole package they're releasing so they're gonna have the standalone 60 70 um console version they're gonna have a hundred dollar version which is gonna be the michael jordan version it's gonna come with league pass yeah that was interesting so that was the only thing that piqued my interest i was like wait if i can actually get league pass for a better deal with this game than on its own then maybe because league pass <laughs> definitely costs more than 50 dollars a year but i like to get it with all the teams because i'm a bougie bitch so, I mean, anyways, if you could get League Pass and the Michael Jordan version, do you, wait, let's start over. The Michael I'm still Jordan not buying version. It. I'm not buying it. You're not buying it's on, it. It's on game. It'll come out on Game Pass. That's why I don't care anymore. It'll come out on Game Pass during the playoffs and like June or May. Um. Well, I mean, how long ago did 2K22 come out? Because I'm already. I thought, I'm, I thought it I'm, came out April or May or something. Well, I am two games from finishing my regular season and playing the playoffs in my, my career. So, like, that's enough time. So, so I have a curiosity because I don't remember these very well. Um, so the first Michael Jordan one was what? 2K11 when they originally released it with Michael Jordan on the cover and they had the Michael Jordan challenges. And that he also came out on NBA 2K16 as well. Right? I, I think this is his fourth time on the cover if I remember reading the story correctly. 
but only the second time they've done the Jordan challenges. So he appeared on 2K11, 2K12, and 2K16 Special Edition. He got two in a row. Good for him. Um, curiosity, I know you've played every single one. So Since if you don't... 10 if you don't buy the Jordan edition, do you not get the Jordan challenges in your game? Do you not get all the special features? Don't give a shit. I'm only going to play my career or like versus if someone comes over or play a quick game. I, I play my career, the, my GM mode when I'm like listening to podcasts, I want something mindless to do. And if a friend comes over, we'll play one-on-one. I, I don't give a shit about the mic, the, like my team, the cards, the Jordan challenges, I don't care. I did I did put the Jordan challenges, I believe, on 2K11. Yeah, I think it was the, the first one. Um, they were really, I mean, it was hard. They were actually challenging because Michael Jordan was insane. It is hard to hit six threes and a half. I mean, score 63 points against, the, when, not anymore, but back then, even like the best three-point shooters were like 30% at best. I guess... I don't so know. this this doesn't change your mind at all, Michael Jordan. No, because well, first edition, off, they're, they're not different. fucking. It's they're they're relying on pure nostalgia, which you know I don't like. You love nostalgia. No, everyone loves nostalgia, but I don't like when I realize what it is. <laughs> How many folks like like obvi- have you bought in your life? One. That's it. Yeah, I didn't buy the helmet. I just bought the the belt buckle to piss off Stucky. Um, but like, yeah, I don't like it when I realize it was for it. Like fucking move the game forward or in, invent some new kind of like past MVP challenges where you have to do like a specific thing that each year. I mean, like we've already fucking had the Jordan challenges. They're, they're just relying on, Hey, remember when you used to like this game? You know, Who brought that what, stuff back. I'm surprised they didn't do, cause they could have done something like that and done like a 75th anniversary of the NBA yeah. and brought in like the 75, like most, the most iconic moments from the last 75 years. Yeah. Something like that. We have to relive, the whole history of the league. Like that would have been cooler. And this was the, the year to do it. It's the diamond anniversary. Um, yeah. I, I think it's just them throwing shit to the wall from back when the franchise was more successful and more crit- critically uh, accepted. And I, I don't care for it. I'm not here for it. But you'll Big play finger. it. Yeah. When it's out on fucking game. Pass, <laughs> you won't pay for it, but you'll, you, you'll, yeah, you'll I'll play, play it. I, I like but, playing my, my career. Be- for Game Pass, you did end up buying it when it would go on sale, though, right? Yeah, eventually I would buy it. This this last year was the first one I hadn't bought at all. So it's the first since, one in like since, 10 years. Since, since 2K10, yeah. Okay. I just wanted to check. Yeah, so, it, so yeah, like 11, I bought it for 11 straight years. So I don't know if – I I doubt this fully had to do with um, Sony buying it. I'm really curious how what influence we'll have on this. But uh, Bungie's reportedly working on Destiny mobile mobile game. Yeah. They've been apparently working on a mobile game since like 2021. Do you think – I mean, I know how she loved mobile games. Do you think this is a correct move? Because it seems like Microsoft is really wanting to buy Activision – blizzard and king and king has a big mobile platform and they want to get in that space do you think this is a one of the plays that made sony overpay for bungie well potentially i was gonna say by right move do you mean is this how they expand their ip and buying price purchasing price yes yeah yes yes um now it's all going to come down to is this game going to fucking sell any is it going to sell is it going to move 
money? Is it going to actually work is out? Is it going to move money? Is it going to move money? Is the money going to go from one place to another place? You got to be. You got to be moving units. You, gotta, you can't be having money just sitting there. You got to make bank. Money goes stale. You use it. You don't. You don't use it. You lose it. Um, I don't. I don't give a fuck about mobile games. Like, but obviously, it is the biggest market in terms of available devices. You know, to put the software on in the market. Um, so it could be huge. But has Bungie done anything ever on mobile before, or is this their first foray? I think they have not done anything ever on mobile. I don't even know if they've released like a mobile app to track your stats or anything, like a companion app. And from they, what I read, this is going to be a first-person shooter mobile game, yeah? Yeah, I mean, you see Fortnite and PUBG going yeah, crazy going on the mobile it, yeah. market. Why wouldn't you do And then you see Diablo jump in there and do a really million, good job. Million dollars a day for Diablo Immortal. Why wouldn't you want to cash in on that cow? Why wouldn't you want to milk that cow? Well, milk it while the milk is okay, warm. Okay, so there's no one likes cold milk. There's like a cre creativity like happening naturally shit. where you come up with an idea or an IP that works for the mobile space. And then there is what they seem to be doing, which is forcing an existing IP into the mobile space just simply to raise prof profitability. So, I'm, so I, mobile games work great. Yeah, cats hanging on the background there. I'm just mobile. afraid for my life. I'm frightened for my life right now. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's, I'd love it if you just, just attack me right now. Just like a <laughs> real piece of shit. Um, yeah, this just seems like them cramming an existing IP into the mobile space just to get into the mobile space. I, I will say, if you really do break it down and think about it, Destiny on a mobile platform makes tons of sense right now more than ever. Because you look like, at it. The way you, the game is played? Well, I, I guess like you have the grinding seen and the repetitive. So you haven't seen a first person game really take off. It's mostly been third person over the shoulder kind of thing. So I, I would see Destiny would make more off of doing the third person thing because cosmetics are easier to sell then. So third person over the shoulder, you've seen a lot of um, you've seen a lot of games be be very successful with that with Fortnite, Call of Duty, and uh, Players Unknown Battleground. And that space and then you also saw diablo immortals launch which destiny's game formula is almost identical to diablo where you crawl through dungeons and you collect loot yeah so if you mix those two genres like you have a gold mine you have the looting craze that keeps people coming back and back and back and you also have that gameplay aspect that's working really well on mobile with the call of duties and fortnite it's like I could, a no-brainer to connect those two. I could see it succeeding. I just, whatever. Um, I don't want to sound like a gatekeeper and elitist just because it's mobile and I have no interest. But if it works, it works. Good for them. And Sony needs this to work. So I, I can see them helping out and pumping a fuckload of money well, into it, moving money to make sure this succeeds. Well, and you see the growth that Sony wants to make in the PC market if you are able to make that on the PC and mobile because Diablo Immortals launched on PC and mobile day and date. If they launch this on mobile and PC day and date, I can see this being like a really fun thing that people push. And I almost see like, why wouldn't mobile do that? I mean, do you have problems with cheaters and mobile and you actually care about it i mean it's a looter shooter it's not like a pvp i mean there's going to be cheaters no matter what you do um it just really depends on how the developers manage it and 
try to keep the playing spaces even as possible that they can actually have control over. Um, but also, like, I feel like mobile games are, I don't want to, like, discourage or disparage them, but, like, I feel like there's a lot less specificity in terms of, like, so how many say, say it like this? There's a lot more variance you expect for a mobile game than I feel like you expect for a console and PC game in terms of performance. So, like, I would expect there to be some fuck-ups when I'm playing a mobile game. I expect a flawless experience most times when I'm playing a console or PC game. Okay. So um, I don't think I don't think I would notice cheating as much on a mobile game. Well, and I the more I talk about this game, the more I, I sadly I'm excited that this is going to be a very fucking good idea for them, Bunty as a whole. Cause it seems like the formula is all there for them, like cash in. You can do third person bun um third-person shooter over the shoulder so you can sell the shit out of cosmetics and you can actually see what your character looks like at all times and that gameplay seems to work really well in mobile and you have the looter thing that's working really well in mortal and mortals you can combine those two it seems like a gold mine man do you and, know what i think would have been a really good company for bungie to work with to get into the mobile space fucking microsoft oh i was i thought you were saying Domino's because Domino's oh. is known for having a really good app <laughs> yeah but no, like Microsoft <laughs> with their cloud gaming and how Microsoft is really pushing into mobile and like the the streaming on TV. I, I feel like that would have been an even better partnership for them. But it's because Sony is so GD desperate to break into that space, I can see why they're going all in. I just thought I was going to nail that one. I'm really upset. <laughs> Domino's, damn it. Well, you, know, you, can order, you can order a pizza with your fucking mind now. They're stranger things advertising tie-in apparently you look at your phone and it reads your mind and orders you a pizza i mean mine doesn't do that but maybe one day so um you keep telling me how much you love your single player campaign missions and i wanted to at least a little bit talk a little bit about battlefield is now will seemingly reintroduce a single player campaign in the future games they have got the halo code creator marcus loot i don't know leading battlefield universe projects and he's going to be heading up the campaigns for the Battlefield games. Do you see any hope in redeeming Battlefield campaigns, or has that never been something you even gave a shit about? Um, I never played the Battlefield Bad Company games. Yeah. Um, so the multiplayer aspect has been the only thing I've been interested in in Battlefield, and I've been playing since Battlefield 4. Um, but You're such a weird kid. You you keep telling me you don't give a shit about multiplayer. You just want single experiences. No, and depending on the game. So like, no, no. I only want multiplayer. I don't give a fuck. No, depending on certain franchises. I understand. I'm just like, yeah, I'm you're just fucking peg you. Well, like, what's well, like Pierce plays Halo not. for Halo plays Pierce for single player. Like, I always beat the single player missions for Halo, but like, I'm not going. That's not why the game is still installed on my Xbox. Is because I love replaying through uh, the campaign. I don't know. I, I, I think in terms of making a game, I don't know. I honestly, I can't decide whether I think it's going to help or hurt Battlefield going forward. Um, it can't fucking hurt since they're already in the dirt. Like their game is six feet underground. Like the current one, twenty forty two. Like you should throw whatever you can at the wall and see what sticks when your game is that fucked. I'm really blown away at how much they've struggled since like Battlefield, like what one to really get a game out that's like cohesive, that works and functional. Which is, it's like, dude, you guys already broke the formula like 10 games ago. 
just keep doing the shit you already do. People like what you're doing. Why don't are they change so it. bad? It's the same studio too. Like they take like three years to like reintroduce a little bit, a few new mechanics, and they keep fucking it up. How's that possible? They made I, like I don't twenty know. of these. Yeah, and it's like when your first twelve games are like universally loved, like, and then you're like, yeah, let's, you know what? Fuck all that. It's it's like fuck fuck the, all. Let's just change it up. Fuck it all. It's like the Madden team like taking a year off to focus on Madden and then like coming back and really releasing like a broken version of Madden. I was like, yeah. they at least get a functional Madden out every year. They they might not be huge improvements, but it, you know that fucking game's gonna work. The online's yeah, gonna work. Everything's yeah. gonna work. Campaigns gonna work. Like yeah, you can give shit to NBA Two K for basically releasing the same but it fucking it works the sweat looks amazing it just blows me away that that dice is not able to release a functional battlefield game anymore yeah it's it's getting worrisome i i don't, I don't know if it's a top-down thing if people been there so long they're losing passion for the project and they want to do something new but shake something the fuck up well i i had some hopes that they, dice was going to start releasing some quality games because the head of oh, Respawn um, that does Jedi Fallen Order and um, Titanfall. The head of Respawn Vince? Games. I forget his name. Anyways, he they actually put him in charge to oversee DICE as well because he was doing such a great job with Respawn with Jedi Fallen Order and, and Titanfall. It, has that and, been since the release of the new shittiest Battlefield or was it before? I don't remember. I mean, it might have already been in production by the time he, they put him in charge of it. I, I don't know. And even then, it's it. too late to really change the course anyway. I think Respawn kind of got that job right after they released Apex, though. I think he kind of like did Apex, and that was 2019. So I think maybe 2020 maybe late 2019 they put him in charge of that so for him to really make a huge impact in two years maybe quite isn't there hopefully his leadership can kind of guide them in the next two years and they can get that ship righted hopefully because you know it was like call of duty halo battlefield those were like your the three staple like multiplayer military shooters you know they were going to be there every year they were going to be constantly competing with each other they were all top tier triple a industry moving like industry changing games and they kind all of, three seem to really be struggling as of the latest release kind of blows me ea tried to be in that space so much with only one developer really working on their battlefield games and then call of duty being worked on like three different studios yeah which probably smart i mean you're up. at least giving people time to breathe and each game feels a little bit new Mm -hmm. yeah each each developer kind of has their own flavor like infinity ward has their own style yeah so bioware is working currently on a dragon gate age game and they're currently in development of a new mass effect game as well and they finally got uh the story and now is going to be held by the writer for guardians of the galaxy and um deus ex writer yeah i'm Do excited for that this guy could write the ship. I mean, he has written two really beloved games in the last like um, I don't know, yeah. five years. So I, I think the most interesting thing for sci-fi is coming up with these crazy technologies that are going to advance humanity and then writing a story that focuses on the intersection of humanity and the changes that these new technologies brings and how we respond to it, how it changes, how we interact with one another. 
Deus Ex is a really, really great story about how these augmentations and cybernetic enhancements like change our humanity and force us to come to grips with um, like different perspectives and how we are able to interact with one another. And I think that could be a really interesting twist to like throw into us being come, becoming part of a galactic federation and how it changes our um, like interactions and how we see the universe. I, I think he, he does a really good job of like focusing on the human aspects during these large scale changes of humanity. So yes, I actually think is that's a good change because Mass Effect Andromeda was rough. So I actually bought that game, pre-ordered it, and never played it. Really sadly, because I heard there was some problems with it, and I was waiting for them to fix it. And they never DLC. did. No, they actually did fix a lot of the, I guess, mechanical issues in the game. Because I heard like the mm. facial expressions were really bad. Oh, I, I meant like the, you just the story is you just do not give a shit. I guess the functional issues I, I was kind of worried about. They didn't iron out a few of the random bugs that you could just interact with people, and they weren't reacting appropriately animation wise so i was waiting for the animation stuff and then i just never went came back to it so i mean i i'm glad you're excited i honestly think i might play guardians of the galaxy next while it's still on game pass before they take it off if you tried it at all i have it downloaded and it's been downloaded for weeks i just keep playing other shit i don't know or or will the wist is about finished for me maybe i'll try to just ram right through that game. I wonder how long it takes to get through. I don't think it's too long. Pierce got through it pretty quick. Well, the only other thing I wanted to almost just touch base on is um, your um, Hogwarts Legacy introduces PS5 only features. So should I retroactively go back and award you your point so you win the? Um, I charge? would. I would love that actually. Okay. I would love that. So. Um, Officially for our summer game fest, because this is still summer and it was released news. Hogwarts has PS5 exclusive features. Dane now retroactively wins the prediction. This this really means a lot to me. I, I you didn't have to do this. It's the only thing I the only reason I even put this in there. I was like, oh, I want Dane to win this retroactively so bad. And the features are kind of neat, but it's not like Oh, I have to buy this game for PS. Say, say you own both consoles. I, I don't think it's going to make you necessarily choose PS5 version over the Xbox Series version or you know PS PS uh, PC or whatever. RPC. Like, like your controller when it's idle will glow. Your house color, whatever house you get into. Um, I think they said if you pulled down on the triggers harder or softer, it could affect your your spells. I think everything else was kind of just haptic feedback, which. It's neat. It's a neat feature, but it isn't like changing my immersion level. Yeah, but how do you? But I, I'm still happy about winning the game for sure. Happy you, about winning the game. How do you feel of that? Lefties aren't going to be properly represented in haptic feedback. Uh, they're demons. And they shouldn't be properly represented. And that's it for the X Playbox Station episode 49. I am your host Jordan, and I have Dane the Rain. <laughs> if you ain't using your right hand. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't right. I was gonna say I, if it if it ain't right, it ain't right. But that doesn't really work as well. But is the I, racist phrase. I think that's all I have to cover today. Uh, this week on. Um, <laughs> send out an email reaching out to Pierce. You know, uh, maybe he can maybe he'll respond to you guys. He doesn't respond to us. We're just we're really worried about him trying to get him out of hiding. We think he's under a bridge somewhere. 
so he he did text me during this and i think he's the person who responded ope um and the comments oh fuck during this. private chat that's why damn it and he oh, did wait. he did he did message me at the oh at that's night. right kate's last name is spence spencer isn't it yeah yeah so he did oh, message me kate during spencer. the beginning of the podcast that he's like i am listening or something by saying the most ohio thing ever i am listening oh. bitch oh so he's trapped um talking like a meth addict no he's meth. Listen, yeah he's listening to us talk shit about him for an hour and six minutes no, now I, All right. I don't know if he's still in here to be completely honest Well, this is a fun way to end. Well, <laughs> I, I just wanted to let you know since you didn't like seem to realize that at all, and I didn't, I didn't acknowledge that at all. Oh, I, I mean, I checked my phone, but like he doesn't have. Dude, he can't. I just want right to just so check real quick. Just check real quick. Look, look, look what I did to the screen. Oh, ooh, look at that. That's nice. That's all. Hey, everyone. Nice. Um, thank you for listening to the X Play Box Station episode forty nine. Um, please email us at the X Play Box Station cast at gmail.com if you have any questions you want to leave a comment we'll read your shit on here and we'll make sure the five people that listen to us know who you are are we doing anything special for the 50th episode next week we like recording naked or something we're going to try to um, accomplish getting diabetes while we're on the cast so we're going to just drink as much bullfine jizz as possible okay so if i get gout is that like a so runners um, like a runner-up prize does it have little, to be diabetes the number two? one um cause of diabetes is um bovine jizz a lot of people don't know that a lot of people don't know a lot of stuff you know it's scary that's it's scary it's so, how it's scary how much you don't know folks that's why it's so prevalent in my people <laughs> yeah half german half hispanic people really out there drinking bovine jizz all right we will see you next week everybody same time same place same old X-Play box station. Bye-bye. Game over.